Green Side, the IGA podcast. Also, Mike McCoy, the 2013 USA. Johnson, now a two-time major champion after becoming the winner of the 144th Open Championship. All right, welcome to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clint Brown here with you. Got guest Dave Surgent, 2014 Iowa Golf Hall of Fame inductee. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you much, Clint. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Um, before we, we dig into the, the golf scene of yours, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of background on yourself? Well, I uh, grew up in Port Dodge. Uh, started playing golf when I was, I think it was around seven years, when I was about seven years old. Actually, I didn't play golf. My dad took me out to the golf course, gave me some club, and I started running around chasing <laughs> golfers. I, to do. I, don't know, I, I don't know if that you could call that the start of playing golf, but at some point he said, you know, maybe we might want to do something other than running after golfers. And so He's, he was a left-hander. I'm left-handed, but he played on from the left side, but I started on the right side. So uh, okay. that actually over the years has helped. But anyway, you know, as, as I matriculated and everything, uh, I kind of grew up on the golf course here in Fort Dodge. And uh, I'd say probably in the, I don't know, late 50s, you know, Tom Chapman and I were really good, good friends. Right. And we, we grew up on the course together and, and we'd go out there and parents would just dump us off at the golf course and have us play out there until God knows nine or 10 o'clock at night with a group of other guys, although we were also playing baseball. So they picked us up and took us to a game and then put, took us back to the golf course. So, and, but anyway, I, uh, I went through Fort Dodge High School, uh, played there. Um, then when it came to college, uh, I ended up going to St. Olaf College up in Northfield, uh, played four years there, and uh, then went to law school, uh, graduated in 1970, and then practiced law here in Fort Dodge for mm, 50 years. I retired um two years ago okay we've got uh five kids four daughters and a son uh, all of them moved away from iowa they must have listened to us <laughs> <laughs> we stayed they didn't uh -huh. yeah um, yeah so i got three in phoenix one out in the state of washington and then actually uh one was down in texas but believe it or not he moved back to ankin here about two years ago so okay. he's so he's back yeah he's back um but yeah i think that um i played i played tournaments starting in the late 50s i guess started playing you know major stuff in the early 60s i don't know through the 60s 70s 80s 90s 2000 i don't know maybe I don't know what that is. Sixty plus years, yeah, sure, playing, playing tournaments and stuff, and uh, and so it's it's been a good ride. Uh, I've I've played uh, with a lot of people. Uh, history, in my estimation, uh, Iowa golf is important. Mm -hmm. It's important to me, 
And I think back on all the people that I've had the opportunity to play with. And, uh, I, you know, there's just, just a lot of really, really good people. And, and I'm still good friends with, uh, with a lot of them. Although I have to admit, you know, guys getting into my age group of either moved away, passed away, or they mm -hmm. just don't play anymore. Right. Right. You maybe don't see them as much or don't, you know, yeah. I mean, you try and keep in touch, I'm sure, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough. You don't it's, see them it, as much. It's, it's, you know, I, you know, it becomes a little bit more remote when you, when you get to a certain age of playing. And it's kind of cool that the Iowa Golf Association, several years back in the 90s, I guess it was, um, started uh, in, uh, seriously getting se the senior division underway. Okay. Uh, that was, that was a really good thing. And of course, now we've matriculated into, uh, the super senior and, you know, so the guys are 65 and older and there's more and more people matriculating into that age group. The idea is so it gives you opportunity to compete, but I think, you know, the older you get, um, it's sort of like a, a reunion sure. as such. You know, I mean, you, you haven't seen, seen people, you know, over the winter months and everything you get together and, and, and it's like, you know, we're, we're friends, you know, and, and that's the way we play. You know, I mean, you want to do well, you know, right. beat the guy, but you know, at the end of the day, um, we're still good friends. And, and so I kind of look at it that way. You're, you're, like you said, you're, you're wanting to, you're wanting to win, but you're also wanting to see your, your buddy play well as, you know, in addition to. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and, so you know, I, for me to play tournaments, it's it's, a, it's an opportunity to get together with guys that I haven't seen for a while, yeah. you know, and, and we pick up our dialogue and take it from there. Yeah, well, just just pick up where you where you left off. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Dave, you mentioned growing up in, in Fort Dodge, and I would kind of call that kind of a mecca of golf. A lot of good golfers have come out of there. What was your what was your junior uh, days like? Did you? Are we just out playing a lot? Did you, I mean, did you kind of get started with some lessons maybe from a, you know, a pro there? What, what did that look like starting out for you when you kind of started to take the game seriously, like you said? Yeah, we had uh, a really good pro, Bill Hurd. He's, he's Joe Brown and those guys uh, okay. of that vintage uh, were good mentors. Yep. And Bill Hurd was, was, uh, mentor to uh, Chapman and me. Tom started golf a little bit after I did, but the important thing is he started playing before, you know, he was a teenager. I think it's mm -hmm. kind of important that we started before that. But anyway, uh, Bill Hurd, uh, I didn't really have a formalized lesson. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to. Uh, we would we had a limited practice area and stuff and we'd be out hitting balls and everything. And he'd kind of saunter on over and, you know, kind of take a look. And he said, well, Dave, you know, you might want to position, you know, your right hand this way. Cause I noticed that you're doing, you know, you're hitting them a little bit off to the left. And so I did that I hit a few shots and, you know, and everything started. And I wanted to turn around and talk to him. Well, he'd already walked back mm -hmm. into the pro shop. <laughs> so i mean it was stuff like that i you know he just sure. kind of observe and then make uh one or two suggestions and that's it you know not you know not a lot of mechanical stuff mm -hmm. but 
in those days, you know, there was a strong group of us <clears throat> and we would religiously play we out on the golf course. I mean, you know, that's it just didn't end when golf season was over with from a school standpoint. I mean, we'd be out there in the summertime. We, as I say, I played baseball. I mean, and we played little league and stuff, but our primary emphasis was, uh, um, playing together at the golf course. I mean, we, <laughs> we would, we would take our, I mean, at night, I mean, we were out there at night, there's a floodlight on the practice screen and we'd get <laughs> bored just putting and stuff. And so we'd take our putters and we'd tee, you know, tee the ball up and hit, hit with our putters over to 16 green. And then we'd hit them and hit it out of the sand trap. I mean, it was a great way to break a club. But, you know, we were too stupid to figure that one out. But, Great time to be a kid, too, right? So like, yeah. But, you know, the thing it is, you learn how to be creative with all yeah. your clubs because you were doing all these stupid things when you were a kid. And so, you know, that... Uh, but we, when we got into high school, uh, Tom and I, well, we started in our freshman year. We played four years. We had a... We had a pretty good team you know I, I know in our senior year we went down to state down at uh, Finkbine mm -hmm. um, Tom shot a 72 he was in third place I shot a 74 he was in fourth place we were leading by six shots after the first two guys uh, from the, all the teams mm -hmm. and then we had to take an 89 and a 95 oh shoot and we ended up in sixth place and boy was that a quiet trip home uh -huh. yeah oh my god yeah but we played we played a lot of junior tournaments around here we played okay. over in lamar's and and so forth and so on you know and and there wasn't a lot of stuff going on the the iga had a term had the state junior and we pretty much played down at finkbine for that okay but uh so growing up in Fort Dodge, yeah, we had a lot of really good players here. We caddied, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we learned, you know, by watching some of the older guys that we caddied for. I mean, we didn't make much money, but, you know, we we had the opportunity to go out and kind of see what the older guys were doing. And then they'd give us some tips and stuff. And so, you know, we practiced a lot. And so uh, after college, I, I had toyed with the idea of going to um, Southern Methodist or Kansas, any place south. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dad said, well, that's fine, Dave, but chances are you play nothing but golf. And after the first semester, you'll flunk out of school and you'll be home. <laughs> You're right back where you started. Yeah. Well taken. So yeah. Yeah. I, I went, ended up going a different direction. I went up to Minnesota and, and, um, fell in love with uh St. Old Campus. I had looked at some other smaller schools and stuff just because I thought the academics were pretty strong. And then lo and behold, I decided to go there and uh there's no scholarships. Right. Uh, everybody was there because they wanted to learn stuff. But it turns out that our golf team uh had some really good players on it. Just the one of the guys uh, that I came in, had just uh, won the Minnesota State High School, 4A. Okay. One guy was from Bethesda, Maryland, who was a, a strong player in the Northeastern States. Uh, he, he played well out there. And then we had two 
upperclassmen who usually averaged about 75 or 76. So over and freshmen couldn't play varsity. So we ended up, you know, we just kind of dinked around mm -hmm. for the freshman year. And then for the three years that we played, uh, we lost, uh, we only lost one match. Oh, wow. We won, we won everything else. Uh, we won conference 66-67. Uh, we qualified for, in, th in those days, there were two divisions. It was the university division and the college division. Okay. Today, there's about three subdivisions. But in those days, it was just the two divisions. We qualified for the, uh, we qualified for the college division and went to Chico, California. Uh, we ended up in sixth place out there. Uh, we, uh, then I qualified individually, uh, the next year, uh, down in Paducah, Kentucky. Okay. But, uh, we had a really, really good team. We, uh, it was off the books, but we played the university of Minnesota. Okay. And it was just kind of a thing that our coaches got together. Les Bolstead was the coach at Minnesota. Minnesota in those days pretty much was Ohio State and Minnesota were the top in the Big Ten. Okay. We played them in the university, uh, at the university course up there, and uh, we beat them. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and Bolstead came up after we, we were just kind of messing around. I knew him um, because my brother had gone to law school in, in uh, Minnesota, University of Minnesota, and so I'd go up there and play the course, and he'd He'd come sauntering over and we'd talk and everything. But anyway, after we played that match with the University of Minnesota, he wanted to know where we were from. Sure. And all of us said, well, I guess we're from St. Olaf. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But we had a really, really good team. And, um, and in those years, uh, you know, things were highly competitive. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the old Midwest Conference. But people were playing sports golf included because they wanted to right and a lot of a lot of the guys either on football or basketball could have played elsewhere on scholarships but they came there uh to play or to get academics and then just sure. sports for secondary it just so happened that golf fit really well uh for the four years that i was there so <clears throat> we had a really good team i just you know it, it was there was a lot of talent but after that, you know, then ended up going to law school and I still, I was down at Drake and, and mm -hmm. played a lot, um, out at Willow Creek and, um, you know, where they play the city there. I can't remember the name of it, but it's on university. And I, you know, I was playing tournaments, but not a whole bunch. Right. Um, then, uh, when I got out. I, you know, I still played in the tournaments through the seventies. And then of course, then we started having kids and everything. So in the eighties, I pretty much didn't play okay. competitive golf. I played some local stuff. So I was just kind of off the, off the map for, you know, 10 or 12 years or something. And then when the nineties kind of showed up and kids, you know, were, and we had daughters, uh, we had four daughters and, I'll tell you what, four teenagers, I mean, they, <laughs> they sort of leave. I mean, they uh -huh. just don't even talk to you. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, 
you know, in those years, I was, we were taking them all over the place. Sure. I mean, you know, tennis was a big deal. And so we, we, I, I was traveling all over the place, taking these, these girls to tennis meets and stuff. So golf wasn't really in the conversation that much, but once they got a little bit older and thought they knew everything, then I said, well, okay, I'm, you know, you can get yourself to a tennis meet. I'll uh, go play golf. And so mm -hmm. I started playing, I started playing more golf back in the, I started in the nineties and, and had uh, some, some success. And then the senior years came along and I started concentrating on my game and everything. And so I, you know, I won some tournaments and, mm -hmm. There you are. Well, before we before we kind of dive in, you kind of led me into your kind of your senior play there, uh, Dave. I'm just curious. I, I was looking up some information on you earlier in the week, and you were you qualified for the 1965 Western Junior, um, yeah. which is still a huge tournament. But I know back then, I mean, I think that outside of maybe the the Junior Am and, and the US Am, that I think that was probably the premier event. Do you what do you do you remember from that event? Do you remember running into any guys that went on to you know? you know, tour or anything like that at that event? Well, you know, uh, I played out in Colorado Springs. Hale Irwin okay. uh, is the same age as I. Okay. You know, he, he uh, let's see, I played in four Western juniors. Okay. Um, I made the cut in two of them, I think. I played in Columbus. Okay. Ohio. No, one was in Iowa City. One was in Minneapolis and one was in Colorado Springs. Okay. And I do remember Jim Weakers was another one that played. I don't know if that's not a household name, but Jim was a pretty good player. Um, yeah, out in Colorado, I, I, I made the cut out there, uh, played Terry Deer from, he was from Albuquerque. I, I won that match and then lost the next one, like two up or something like that. Hale Irwin went on to win the tournament. And so I, I don't know why I remember that. I just do. Uh, but you're right. The Western Junior was a big deal because it, in, I don't recall if there were a lot of national junior tournaments. That right. The had right. something going on. But the Western was probably the second most yeah. uh, important uh, series of, of, of uh, tournaments that were available. So, but I played in four of those things, but the one in Colorado Springs is one I remember the most. But um, yeah, I think as far as junior tournaments are concerned, uh, you know, in 60, see, 1966, I was still in college then. I, um, I won the uh, Tournament of Champions. Okay, down yeah, Atlantic, down, yeah. Down at Atlantic. And in 1960, that, that was a pretty good year for me because we had also qualified for the Nationals um, out in Chico, California. But that Tournament of Champions was one of the designated uh, tournaments for determining the player of the year. Okay. And in those days, the player of the year was determined by stroke average. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but at the Atlanta golf course, it was only a nine hole golf course, but it was 
the par was 34. Okay. And not everybody was eligible to play in the tournament champions. It was based on who won their club club uh, right. championship. Yeah, right. And then they took a certain number of people who might be in the player of the year okay. uh, category, and they allowed maybe 10 or 15 of those guys to play. Um, <clears throat> but the, 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 the player of the year then was determined by you had to play, I think you had to play 11 rounds, and it was mandatory that you played in the, um, you had to play in the Iowa Amateur, the Iowa Open, and the Masters. Okay. And then there were three other tournaments, the Sony, Fort Dodge, Northwest, and a Tournament of Champions. And they ultimately got away from the stroke average thing because not everybody could play in the Tournament of Champions. Okay. And so the Tournament of Champions ultimately, I don't think it's a point of... Um, the point i don't think it's an event now that it's no it's right. not used right of correct year, but in those days it was but we only had you know we only had seven tournaments that were used to determine player of the year sure of course now we've got i don't know how many you got clint 16 17 yeah, I, yeah. yeah. it's a lot yeah and it's based on points and everything but right but i uh I, i'm just kind of rambling here but no you the reason why I remember that is because in, I think it was 2018, um, Chad called me and asked if I would be the honorary captain for the amateurs in the cup matches. And it, and it just turns out that that was the 50th anniversary for the cup matches. Okay. Uh, the cup matches started in 1968. Okay. I played in the the fourth one, which was in it was in October of 1971. Okay. And I had, for some weird reason, saved uh, the article of that 1971 um, cup match. And so, Chad wanted me to talk about some of the history of the cup matches and I pulled that thing out and looked at it and I looked at the guys who were playing in it uh -huh. and from the amateurs it was Brad Shukat, Juan Nielsen, Chapman Jr., John Lichty, McCart Bud McCardle, Ralph Compiano, myself, Bob Leahy. Uh -huh. On the professional side, it was J.D. Turner, Jack yeah. Webb, Don Palmer, Joe Brown, Joe August. I mean, and, and so these are kind of legendary yes. type people. It's a who's who, yes, for sure. So so I, I stood up in front of everybody and I said, you know, congratulated them, 50th anniversary, you know, and I said, oh, and by the way, back in 1971 the fourth plane of this and i and i gave a little biographic for each one of these guys and when i got done uh somebody came up to me i don't know who it was um and he said the the, the players at at the table 
as they were listening, they said, now, who was Tom Chapman? Yeah. You know, who, who was, uh, who was Brad Shukat? You know, who was Ralph Compiano? And I'm thinking these, these current day players don't, don't totally know who the former players were that, that were big time contributors to Iowa golf for sure from a historical standpoint. And that's just that time frame. I mean, you right. know, I, I don't know what happened before that, but, but and I'm thinking there's got to be a way that we can preserve, you know, the history of the game mm-hmm. because a lot of the current, current people don't, don't know who they are. Right. Yep. That's why, you know, and so, uh, you know, kind of, I, I, I go fast forward now and thinking the Iowa Golf Association has a golf house uh, that's probably going to get built. And I think it's really cool that they're going to have, uh, you know, uh, a room that is dedicated to the history of the game mm-hmm. in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And I think that's extremely important. And, I, you know, I just, I, I think it's kind of an educational thing because people need to know how this game developed in this state and who the players were. Right. Right. No, I, so, I totally agree. And I, and I've, I've had so much fun, you know, cause I've, I've heard these names just cause I'm, you know, I'm interested in golf and, and that kind of thing before I started with IJ, but I've had so much fun just learning about, you know, the Brad Shukots, the Joe Browns, the Joe August. And it's just, I mean, the list goes, the list goes on and on. I mean, I can't, I can't name all the guys that I've, I've stumbled upon or that I've, I've researched, but it's, it's incredible. It really is. I mean, especially for the, we talk about this, just the size of the state um, that we have here in Iowa, how rich the, the golf is. You know, and I had, I, I, it, to, to my good fortune, I had the opportunity to play with a lot of these people. You know, over a period of what sixty years, I mm-hmm. played with Shukat, Nielsen, Chapman, Castagnoli, Jerry Johnson, Lichty, Compiano, Turner, J.D. Turner, Bob Leahy was my partner. I don't know how many times in the Cup matches. Yeah, um, Jack Webb. You know, Joe Brown, Joe August. Joe August is, was a heck of a teacher. Um, and and you know, the list goes on. Yeah. And, you know, I remember them all, you know, that's the thing, you know, you play with them, you remember them, mm-hmm. and, you know, or some aspect of the game. I remember getting paired with Jack, uh, Jack Rule, you know, when pros could play yeah. the Iowa Masters, you know, and <laughs> I, Here we you know, go. I was there and all of a sudden I get paired with the guy. Uh, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Well, I was yeah. just gonna... I was just going to say is, you know, even, I don't know, you know, when you, when you first started playing those, but probably just, you know, as your career went on, just, just to think of, you know, all the different, you know, golfers that you played with and, you know, kind of where yeah. their standing was. I mean, it's probably, it's probably hard to fathom, you know, just, just thinking about it, I'm sure. Well, you know, and I it just, I, you know, I, I had some good fortune playing in some national stuff and, you know, when I qualified for the senior open out in um, California, I played at Riviera mm-hmm. in 98 and played in Inverness in 2003, maybe it was. Three, I believe. Yep. Three is what I had written down here. Yeah. Um, when I was out of Riviera, 
which uh, is just that place is unbelievable. Uh-huh. I <clears throat> I got to play with Dale Douglas. Okay, sure. Uh, Peter Osterhaus and uh, Ed Doherty. Yep, Ed Doherty, yeah. Uh, I got to know Doherty pretty well. Matter of fact, when we were playing, I, he was into Lionel uh, trains. Okay. You know, model yeah. trains. And, yeah. And I said, you know, when I was growing up, I, I, I was too. All of a sudden, he started saying, okay, what kind of trains did you have? And I said, okay, those kind of trains I got. And he said, would you be interested in selling those to me? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he said, no, he's got a barn on his on his acreage, you know, and it's dedicated to model trains. Wow. wow. Um, so we kind of corresponded back and forth. And I said, you know, Ed, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think I'll just kind of hang in there with him and stuff. I said, well, if you ever want to get rid of him, just give me a hot call, will you? And Peter Osterhaus, you know, he was had a lot of history because you know, he was commentator yeah. with with CBS for a number of years. Peter was also uh, he was also uh, head pro at uh, uh, Riviera. Okay, okay. So he knew a lot of the history of Riviera, and of course, Dale Douglas. You know, God, he was a super guy. But we were playing a practice round and. Uh, with these guys and uh, Nicholas and Palmer uh, were right behind us. Oh, wow. And <laughs> as we're playing, you know, uh, the guys in our group weren't paying much attention to playing the practice round. They were more interested in watching Palmer and Nicholas hit into, <laughs> hit into the greens. Into the hole we, behind you, yeah. <laughs> we just stop and turn around and look and stuff, but but yeah, I mean, there's just, there was a lot of history that way too. And I, you know, I learned a lot when I was out there playing with these guys, same thing out in um, Toledo. When I played out there, I got to play a practice round with Stuart, uh, Jen, Gen, I think his name is Jen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guy from Australia. Uh, but I mean, it's just, just a regular guy to play golf with all of them were. Right. You know, they just had uh, tons of information about things. And so I, I, I remember that big time. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know where I was on this, but, uh, you know, just the history of the game, it, it just speaks for itself. But I just, you know, you got to keep it alive somehow. Yep. And, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Dave, you, you mentioned kind of your, you know, you got into your, your senior years and kind of the senior side of, of things with golf and, and, you know, you, yeah. had, you had quite a bit of success. I got down here 97 through 99 and then 2001 senior player of the year. And you were runner up in 96 and 2000. Um, was it a matter of just, you were able to, to kind of concentrate a little bit more, you know, focus on a little bit more now that you were kind of into those, into those years and you just kind of, you know, had still had that competitive fire obviously and, and just took it and ran. Yeah, I think so. I, I, um, I think when I started getting back into some competitive stuff, I was still, I wasn't a senior yet. I, I think I won here in Fort Dodge. I don't know when it was 91, 92, I was 46, okay. time, something like that. But as I got, got to be 50 years old, that sort of opened up a bunch of things because uh, the, the IGA had, um, had started a strong uh, golf um, 
tournament program for seniors mm-hmm. and with kids kind of being out of the house and everything i thought well okay maybe i can start you know practicing and kind of picking up where i don't know if i left off but you know at least start right. getting back into things sure sure so through the course of those years i uh, worked on my game and um, had some success you know i uh, I always played down at the Masters. I never won it in the regular division. I had some good years down there, but then I started winning as a senior and Fort Dodge. And then we had the state senior match play. I, I don't know. I won. I don't know how many of those I won. Maybe four of those. And <clears throat> you know, I just it was self perpetuating. I just kept playing and then kept having some success. I think one of the things that helped also. I mean, I. I you know, equipment changed, mm-hmm. you know, when I was younger and stuff, you know, everybody was playing with these clubs. I mean, persimmons and laminateds, and, you know, you never knew for sure where the ball was going to go. And as we started seeing uh, improvements in the ball and, and getting into metal uh, uh, fairway woods and drivers and things that helped a lot. And then I, I, I don't know who got me on to it. Um, Bob Rotella had a bunch of books mm-hmm. on the sports, uh, sports psychology, you know, how to mentally approach the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I became an advocate of, of reading that sort of stuff. And I think in the long run, that really helped. Okay. Matter of fact, it, I, I I think back, I wish the heck we would have had a Bob Rotella when, you know, when, when, when I was playing in high school sure. and in college and, and some of those places, just how to approach the game, because right now it's a big deal. Yeah. Yep. Not, not just for golf, but for anything. I mean, you know, does your oh. football team have a sports psychologist? Does your basketball team have a sports psychologist? I mean, it's important. So I think through those years that helped, it hit, you know, it helped me, uh, how to think through how, you know, and, and not to get too excited if you, if you hit a lousy shot or have a lousy round, I mean, you know, how, how do you deal with that? How do you bounce back? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, that helped a lot too, not to mention, you know, just working on my game like crazy and, and, you know, after a while that, that gets exhausting, but you know, for those years, that's what I was doing. And, and, uh, but today, you know, I can't stand, I can't, you know, I used to love to hit balls, but you know, anymore, I just, I don't even hit them anymore. I just go out and start playing. <laughs> sure. Sure. I was, I was going to, I was going to be one of my questions too. Are you, are you a guy and I'm sure it changes, you know, like, that likes to hit balls or are you more of just like go out and play and kind of go with what well, you got that day? You know, I was, used to be I'd, I'd loved hitting practice mm-hmm. balls I and mean, I got to be out there for hours just hitting balls when I had the time to do it right uh, but I pretty much try to concentrate on the short game you know yep. pitching and putting and stuff like that um, because uh, you know you can you can hit you know driving is important but the rest of the time you're not going to go around hit 18 greens so you're going to miss right. most so I spent a lot of time working on my short game and uh, that's, I think what really helped. 
So I enjoyed practicing, but anymore, I just, you know, I, I can't stand over the ball for, you know, or stand there and hit practice shots for, for an hour. It just did, after a while, it gets boring. And, and besides that, I just rather be playing. So that's what I do. I, I get in the cart and I go out and play. You know, that's the thing that's kind of cool about <clears throat> the Fort Dodge Country Club is that um, you don't have to play all the holes in sequence. I mean, I come up on somebody I like. To, it usually takes me about two hours to play 18 holes. But I bounce around. And Perfect. so, I, you know, and, and that's the thing that's got kind of, as I say, nice about the club because I can kind of see where to go. So that's yep. what I did. Dave, looking back, was was there kind of you know maybe one part of your game that you you tried to kind of hang your hat on, or did you were you did you feel like you were always kind of a, a pretty good all around player? Well, I think I I I, I, I putted pretty well. I think I, I you know I for, for those I mean you got to be able to putt, and mm-hmm. for me, you know I I had a pretty good putting average from you know 10 feet on in I mean you didn't make everything but uh, I like to think that uh, my odds were in my favor to do that and you know short stuff stuff around the green and then I thought my driving was pretty good I you know at least you got to be in play it wasn't perfect I mean a lot of times just it went where it went and couldn't do anything about it but those are the things that I think I um, liked uh, and I kind of concentrated on when I was practicing. So I don't know. I, I kind of think back, it's probably the short game. And I, you know, I talk about Chapman. Chapman was the same way. I mean, from a hundred yards in, I mean, he was unbelievable. Yeah. I want to, I want to ask you about, uh, about Tom, Tom Chapman Jr. Like, like yeah. you said, like not a lot of people like know about him. So I'm, I'm sure you have a hundred stories about him, but yeah. if, you, if you have just maybe a couple that, that come to mind that, you know, kind of would, would, uh, I don't know, be kind of interesting, I guess, to, to the listeners. Well, a couple things. Uh, Tom and I, when we were in high school, you know, we, we were always trying to, find something new and different to do okay and we, we we'd go off and play junior tournaments and everything and but we kind of i said well let's why don't we just kind of see let's just take a day off and play as much golf as we can okay so we got the idea that what we would do is see how many holes of golf we could play in one day okay so we started at what is it so I think it was like seven in the morning and we ended up walking 108 holes. Holy cow. <laughs> and, and, and the members knew that we were doing this. And so they let us play through. And I mean, we got around there and played 108 holes and we got down about, I don't know, maybe six o'clock at night. Wow. And, and Tom played, the way Tom always plays, you know, he was anywhere from 74, 78. I was usually 75 to 79. And we just went crazy. I mean, our feet were oh, I'm sure. pretty darn <laughs> sore, but you know, Chad's doing, doing the same thing. And so I can appreciate, you know, uh, Chad Pitts is doing the same thing and yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. You, uh, 
I think you've done it too. I've, I've, I've done, I haven't walked it. Yeah. I haven't walked it, which is, which is a huge, huge difference, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, I actually kind of helped out Chad one of the, the first few years and I've told people like I was literally there for like 80% of it and I still don't know how he did it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's, it, and people think about, well, how can you play that many holes? I mean, it's, it's a, it's a journey. It's a, it's a march. It, it, it really <laughs> is. But you know, Tom and I did that and, and, then um as he he tried to get me to go to the university of iowa he wanted me to come down and play for the hawkeyes and i i kind of gave it some thought but i thought well i'm kind of i think i want to go a different direction but as um so he you know he gets he gets in the military and and he's in the army for what three years didn't have to go to vietnam Mm -hmm. he ended up uh and a golf course down in Texas. Okay. And he was in charge of this place. And so he was playing with a lot of the officers and everything. So he kind of started sharpening his game up. I mean, he was good at the university of Iowa. He played, he played for the Hawkeyes for four years and he was also a basketball player. Good right. Um, but when he came out of the army and he came back and he, and I was practicing then he kind of came through the office and everything. And we got to talking. And at that time he was working for RG Dickinson down in Des Moines. And then he went over to Maytag. When he was at Maytag, he started really working on his game. He, and he said that he would go out in the course in the morning, hit balls. And then over the noon hour, lunch hour, he hit balls. And then after he got off work, he'd hit balls. And that was his routine sure. for um, all the years that he succeeded. And, and he, you know, and that was back in the 70s, I think it was. Okay. He won a lot of tournaments. Yeah. I mean, he dominated Iowa golf. And then he just kind of wrapped her up when it was about 1977, 78. You know, he just said that, you know, he just discontinued playing uh those things and so mm-hmm. uh, we got together at a class reunion uh i think it was in somewhere in the early 80s and so we played and um i asked him i said you know aren't you playing anything and i think at this time he was out in i think he transferred out to indianapolis and um he said, yeah, I play, but, you know, the reason why I don't play anymore, I said, there was, really wasn't anything for me to go out and prove anymore. He'd, he'd won everything. Sure. Yeah, sure. And he said, you know, I'm just, I'm, I just, it's it. I don't really want to play competitive golf anymore. Hmm. And it's interesting, though, when I was playing, I played uh, a tournament. I don't know where I was. I might have been down in southern Indiana, and I was I, pl- I was paired with a guy from Indianapolis, and I told him I was from Fort Dodge, Iowa, and he said, "Oh, I think I know somebody that I played with." <laughs> and I said, "My, what's his name?" He said, "Well, it was Tom Chapman. We got paired in a um, some sort of benefit thing." Okay, and he said, "You know, I." I could tell that this guy had a game. Yeah. And I said, so he was, Tom was kind of dabbling, but, 
But when he came back for the reunion, he said, no, I just, you know, it just got to the point where it was just, it was too much. Yeah. Wasn't you enjoyable know? anymore. Sure. No, you know, and, and his son, who ended up going to Butler University, Tom pretty much caddied for him. So, you know, he spent a lot of time with his son while he was playing golf, but he was on the sidelines most of the time. Sure. But sure. Yeah, Tom and I would go off, play junior tournaments down in Iowa City, you know, and uh, I don't know, I just, it was, those were good years. Those were good years, but uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think here. So I, you know, I think as I take a, oh, and uh, one other thing, I, uh, my wife and I, uh, worked the PGA Championship last year. Okay, right. Down, yeah, down at Kiowa Island. Yes. Uh, we and Sue's, uh, my wife's uh, sister lives on Kiowa Island, and so they were looking for volunteers. So we threw our name in, and I said, you know, I'll see if we can't get on the transportation committee, primarily the shuttle. Mm -hmm. And they accepted us. Okay. So we went down there last year uh, for the PGA, and we worked into we worked three practice round days and three tournament days, and we shuttled the players from the clubhouse to the first tee, which is one mile, wow. and then number ten, uh, number nine green to number 10 t that's another mile oh geez and we pretty much shuttled everybody that's awesome and the thing that i you know when i when we talk about how the game has evolved uh we're, we're looking at at the world's best players and i'm looking at these guys and that they're not they're all in they're, they're all in shape yeah they're you know and, and they're not you know they're not tall bulky tight you know i mean they got muscles and stuff but the thing that just amazed me is how how um how strong they are mm -hmm. and i'm trying to think you know, uh, except for John Daly, I saw John Daly. I thought he was somebody's grandfather or something. <laughs> but he's still got game. But yeah, that's the thing that impressed me the most was, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, what do these guys do that keeps them so fit? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that that uh, allows them to hit a ball 320 yards, even though their stature is they're only about five, seven, five, eight, five, nine. Right. How does that happen? And I got thinking, I, I was thinking the other day, I was talking to somebody, I said, you know, all the articles that come out about golf these days, they talk about, you know, equipment and, you know, and, and how to swing and stuff, but they don't talk about what these guys do for fitness. Right. What specific things are they doing to keep themselves in shape before a tournament, during a tournament, right. after a tournament? Right. Um, you, you, so I'm thinking in terms of when I, when I was playing and the guys were on the tour, I mean, they were, you know, they, they go out and play, they were all shapes and sizes, but I guarantee you they didn't have a sports psychologist. 
They didn't have a swing coach, fitness trainers, nutritionists, uh, agents. I mean, it's a oh, truly team, yeah. team thing now, whereas tons of years ago, it was just you. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I, uh, so I work, that, that's one thing that just kind of popped out at me, you know, all of them are very cordial and, and very thankful that we were, that we were doing this. And, and, but I, I was impressed with uh, how, 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 how much they were, you know, athletic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, so, yeah. So anyway, I, uh, that's one thing I noticed when we were working down there and I did get to talk to Zach. You're not supposed to talk to him, but sure. I did talk to him sure. anyway. Sure. And of course he wanted to know how things were back in Iowa and everything. And <laughs> Donnie Teeter, who used to be our superintendent here in Fort Dodge, you know, Donnie was mm-hmm. a heck of a golfer and he and Zach, you know, he's, you know, Donnie um, is up at Albert Lee now. Okay. He and Zach were uh, roommates uh, in the mini tours down in Florida. Really? Okay. Yeah, and and I think you know Donnie, given different circumstances, uh, it was uh, probably I don't you know, quote me on this, but he was he was probably a better player in those days. Sure. But he you know he got married and he needed to earn a living, so you know yeah. he got into doing um being a superintendent he came through fort dodge and got to know my wife who was the business manager and everything so donnie ends up going up to albert lee and so we started when i was talking to zach we talked about donnie and i you know donnie always sends off the ncaa back basketball parents to my wife okay every year he does that Uh and i was telling zach i said you know if you talk to Donnie pretty soon and if he's sending out these basketball parents next year, I wish he would get it right because he never gets it right. I said, you know, that's just, you know, just tell him that, will you? Yeah. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So just to get it right, will you? Yeah. But just, yeah. Just he, and, right. he and Teeter are still very close. So it was, that was, that was pretty cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's funny how the the and we talk about this a lot. How how the game of golf just you know is so awesome. It's just you know building friendships and lifelong friends. And like you said earlier on, you know you you might not see somebody for you know all winter, and you pick right back up at the you know the four ball or the mid am or or whatever you know that one of those first few events, and it's and it's off and running another year, and here we go. You know, it's I. Uh... I was playing, I, I played in the um, um, senior, U.S. Senior Am a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, I think it was back in, I think it was 2002, I was playing uh, playing down in Timaquana in Jacksonville. Yep, yep. And um, I... Uh, ran into a guy by the name of Greg Reynolds. Greg Reynolds um, had qualified and he was living out in Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
Uh, and it turns out that Greg Reynolds is from Webster City, Iowa. Okay. Uh, so I played practice round with Greg, and uh, his sister still lives in Webster City. Anyway, he ended up winning uh, that year, the, the, the senior, U.S. Senior Am down in Jacksonville. Right, right. Um, and then I qualified for Inverness uh, in the Open the next year and played a practice round with him out there. And I thought, you know, I, I think, you know, He's a nice guy, and I and enjoyed him a lot. So I, I I I started doing some research on him, and it turns out that he went to Iowa State University. Okay. And he was a walk-on basketball walk-on. Okay. Didn't play. He played a little bit with the. I think he might have been on the golf team, but no big deal. So he goes out to Michigan. And he starts working on his game. And it turns out, if, if, if you Google him, mm-hmm. he's played in like 40-plus USGA events. I don't know how many U.S. Senior Opens. He's won the Michigan Amateur God knows how many times. I mean, this guy um, has a career that is unbelievable. Well, and I know when we were, you know, starting to kind of talk about some, you mentioned golf house and, you know, some things we want to highlight and, you know, we want to, you know, the yeah. USGA champions and Greg Reynolds name came up and I had kind of heard that name, but didn't, but didn't know anything. It was more of just like, Hey, he was, you know, it's from Iowa. And then, you know, like yeah. you said, won the U S senior am, but yeah, his, his, his uh, career is, is so, his resume is something it's, it's incredible actually. Probably somebody we need to think about for the um, hall of fame. You know, because, you know, he did start out in Webster City. He did go to Iowa State University, even though all his stuff happened out in um, uh, in Michigan. But, mm-hmm. you know, you never know. I mean, when you're you're out there playing golf, who are you going to run right. into? Nope. And so there you are. I ran into yeah. him and yeah. thought he's from Webster City, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, those have been good years for me. You know, I, I've had some success playing golf, I guess. And, and I, I really appreciate the Iowa golf association, uh, affording the opportunity for, you know, particularly older guys to, you know, get back into playing. And, you know, as I say, we got the super senior division now, which is often running really well. And, you know, I don't know how many are going to, matriculate into the older 75 and above but there'll probably be some fodder for thought maybe carving out a division for the for those guys they can stay healthy and keep playing well like you said it kind of gives them you know gives them an opportunity to still compete and you know get you know get out there and play you know because you don't you don't want those guys to to stop playing because you know you 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 like seeing them and you like you know reminiscing and 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 chatting also also competing against each other so well dave i i sure appreciate you you taking time to to chat with us uh always a pleasure and and uh, absolutely if i don't talk to you between now and then have a great off season and and we i know we got a few weeks left of of the season here so hopefully we squeeze out a lot more golf but uh uh, have a great winter, and I look forward to, to seeing you out there. Thanks for your efforts on this, Clint. I appreciate it, and keep 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 up the good work, all right? All right. All right. Take care, Dave. You too. Thanks. Thanks.